podcast. I'm Catherine Hopkins, the Communications Manager for the National Centre for Mental Health, also known as NCMH. At NCMH, uh, we're based across Bangor, Cardiff and Swansea University, and our researchers are looking at the causes and triggers of mental health conditions. More recently, we've been able to kind of get a bit more specific and we've opened some new studies. Um, And today I've got Holly and Dave with me to discuss um, a new project. Um, Dave, I'm going to come to you first, if that's okay. <laughs> I got to know you through uh, becoming an NCMH research champion yes. um, after you kind of came across some of our uh, bipolar disorder webinars. Um, and I was wondering if you'd maybe open up to us a little bit and kind of discuss uh, your experience of getting to grips with your diagnosis and yep. kind of then how you came across NCMH through that. Certainly, okay. I'll keep this in a bridge version because it, it's a life story, uh, you know, a whole fold of my life. So I first became uh, ill with mental health when I was 18 after A-levels starting work, which is a big pivotal time in life. Uh, I was diagnosed as having depression, um, which I knew, uh, and therefore I had time off work, I was given antidepressants, etc., etc., which never worked. I never felt any better and it took a long time to recover. I then noticed that when I came out of the depression, I then became the most active man in the world. Um, To a degree, I saw it as an addictive personality, so I would start road running and then it would go to the degree that I'd do 100 miles a week, which was extreme. Um, and I'd play sport every night to an easy degree. I'd cycle 50 miles a day to work and that sort of thing. And then I'd crash and burn. So my, I didn't realise it was bipolar at the time. Uh, I just thought I was depressive and then I went through another cycle. So it literally was cycles of probably years. So I had years of good, years of more stable than years of hyper. Um, and it, that went on for another 30 odd years so I got an official diagnosis when I was 56 I'm now 60 and I don't look it on that um, <laughs> and uh, I only managed to get that through through going private so I had private health care with my employer even though I was too nervous to use it at the time because of the implications it might have been with my employment yeah, of course. Um, and I'm quite happy to openly admit my last depressive episode I was off work for eight years I was very lucky whereby I had an understanding employer saying that they forgot about me. So I was actually covered by uh, a PHI policy, so I got three quarters of my wages, and they just forgot about me, and that didn't help my recovery. I then went to a private uh, psychiatrist, and she struck, because my doctor couldn't diagnose me, so I was just put through a CBT route every time through the, through the NHS, which I didn't find, I wasn't in the right place for it. She then, my doctor then suggested I go private, because she couldn't do more for me, so I did. I got a diagnosis, and then... The private psychologist is really good to help my GP, and I've been fine since. So I was put on mood stabilizers, which I said I've got to be on for life. And the big thing for me uh, was that I got diagnosed as I had I had a label's not the right word, but I had a recognisable condition that I could then go and say, yeah, this is my condition, this is how I'm managing it, and I, the main thing I manage it through is is lifestyle changes. Uh, and getting involved in things, so I want to give back. I'm at a stage in life where I want to give back, hence the reason why I've got involved with the webinars and and with you, Kat, doing the uh, doing doing the blogs that we've done, and also now being a research champion on this project that, that Holly's leading. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember kind of first getting in touch with you, Dave, and how kind of like enthusiastic you were about it. Um, 
because it was I think it was deep in the pandemic and we were running the uh, bipolar education program Cymru webinars (laughs) it's a bit of a mouthful um and yeah it was kind of fantastic to hear that you know something we'd kind of scrambled to get together to try and make a difference Mm -hmm. while we were all stuck at home had kind of obviously resonated um and am I right in saying it kind of it came across well you came across it at just the right time for when you kind of had perfect yeah so I was I was coming out of so the drugs that I was, the moose stabilizers took, took about three or four months to actually kick in um, and stabilize my mood. So probably, I don't know, when I first was with you, I might have been a little bit up the scale. Oh, okay. Hence the reason why you probably thought I was really enthusiastic. <laughs> not that I'm not, but yeah. so that's an example of, of maybe where I was. Mm-hmm. And then I've, I'd like to think I'm now, now stable. I do have times when I'm not, and that's where I use my... Uh, my 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 diagnosis. I've got a very good group of friends, so I've actually been able to explain why I disappear for eight years to them now. Oh, wow. Why I want to talk to them every night when I'm on a high, mm-hmm. and and therefore I'm now using them as my support network. And they do flag up, Dave. What are you up to? You're a little bit hyper this week. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I don't always recognise it myself. So. Yeah, of course. But they're kind yeah. of yeah outside of you. They can kind of see mm-hmm. those changes and things. Mm-hmm. And also, it's so much easier with my. I so I care for my elderly father. And being able to actually say, this is what I have, Dad, and give him the material, give him the leaflets. And then he knows, but he's never known mm-hmm. what the official thing is, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it just makes it a lot easier um, with everybody, to be fair. And, and one thing I haven't said, that I actually work with Mind as well, Mental Health Charity. Mm-hmm. So and quite a few people that I facilitate sessions with have bipolar. And... When you've had a lived experience, it's so much easier to relate to people and for them to relate to you. So, so yeah. Yeah, it's nice to see something positive come out of it after you kind of. I just feel at the stage and I want to give back, want to yes. help. So that's why yeah. I'm so that's always enthusiastic to, uh, <laughs> to be part of the project that, that Holly's leading. Because if we can publicise, find out what may be uh, not necessarily the causes, but what contributes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know, you guys are the experts, I don't know whether there is an official root cause or what it might be is obviously lots of things that, that might might have caused it and I look back at my life and think is it genetics is it is it the environment I've grown up in I think back to my grandfather were there some conditions there that maybe with the benefit of hindsight he might have maybe had might have recognised him that's a big part of kind of yeah the ethos of what we're doing at kind of the national center for mental health is looking into the genetics of it but also kind of like the environmental factors that impact mm. us all so differently um, but yeah, I was going to bring you in here, Holly, if that's yeah. okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> taking a sigh of relief. Um, so, obviously, I met Dave through kind of him wanting to get involved as a research champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've said, he's usually quite keen on stuff. <laughs> um, so, after I kind of put that call out to see if you wanted to kind of get a bit more involved in actually shaping the research, um, you said a big yes. And we got in touch with Sarah, who works as part of our team. And then kind of over to you in the kind of project side of things do you want to take us through how that's been kind of setting up the the new project at NCV? Sure so um, it was back in March 2022 that we started our um, new collaboration with Acribia Health um, involving the uh, initial project setup um, across the NHS uh, participating sites so just to give you an overview of the project so uh, sticking with NCMH ethos, we're looking at the causes and triggers of, of mental health conditions, um, particularly focusing on diagnoses like bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, depression, and also um, individuals who've experienced psychosis. Um, 
as well as dementia. So um, we're hoping that by learning about people's experiences of these conditions that we can help inform the diagnosis and treatment uh, of individuals who suffer with mental health problems in the future. Um, this might be the de development of new tests or, or medical treatments. Um, so I think we met Dave, was it in August 2022? Yeah, roughly, actually, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's really important with projects like ours that we're actually, you know, seeking uh, those with lived experience, their opinion really on, on how the project should be set up and how best we can get the word out about this project to individuals with these diagnoses. So we held our first public advisory group back in August last year. Um, we've continued to meet with, with Dave and other members of that group on a monthly basis and it's just been incredibly helpful um, for us and it's, you know, it's a privilege to be speaking to individuals like Dave with lived experience and ways in which we can improve our projects and, yeah, like I say, get, get that word out there. So we've discussed about promotional materials. Um, I'm an ex-marketeer, so that's <laughs> why I feel I can help on that. incredibly helpful, yeah, and deciding on our project name, which was recently confirmed as UK Minds. So Fantastic. that stands for UK Mental Illness and Dementia Study. We did have quite a discussion Sorry. about the name, didn't we? <laughs> oh, it was, a big, it was a big discussion, yeah. <laughs> so um, it kind of sort of stuck with us, though, because it really sort of does what it says on the tin. Um, it's involving individuals with those diagnoses, uh, across England and Wales and hopefully branching out across other areas of the UK in the future as well. Um, working very closely with the National Health Service um, and service users, but also then accessing via third sector organisations, research registries and also primary care services through GP practices. I think as well on the project team we've got a nice mixture of people, haven't we? Absolutely. So you've got outsiders like me with, with lived experience and we've got people work within the NHS haven't we and yeah. obviously we've got the guys from the techie guys as I call them the scientists and obviously <laughs> uh, you guys as well so it's a nice mixture of a team isn't yeah, it that absolutely. we've got yeah. and quite diverse as well so we've got people from all cultural backgrounds as well which, yeah. is, which, which is good which is always important and you know all those opinions we collate and it betters our project in the long run I understand it's quite a What's the word? <laughs> the hope is that it's going to be a, you know, a large project to kind of bring in huge numbers of data. Absolutely. Um, am I on the right track there? Kind yeah. Of like, do you want to share kind of like what you're looking for and kind of like, you know, the, the kind of buzz we're hoping to kind of get around the project so people can get involved? Sure. So we're, we're looking for thousands of people. So we're in our uh, initial phase, uh, phase one, where we're looking to recruit up to 11,000 individuals into this project. And the hope is that uh, provide and all goes well in phase one we can further recruitment into phases two and three and um, given an overall sample of up to a hundred thousand people um, it's going to be a really unique resource available um, to uh, the public um, through the NHS um, and I suppose it's just to reiterate really about looking at causes and triggers of mental health conditions it's collecting the information from individuals with lived experience at interview, but also obtaining those important DNA samples. So we collect blood um, and we look to see if there's any risk genes that can be identified across these samples, which might suggest a link to the development of conditions like bipolar disorder. And from that, can we determine sort of um, preventional approaches or uh, treatments um, that can be given to individuals or offered rather. Um, 
So yeah, and, and that will be paired then with the data which is held within the Acrivia Health platform. Uh, so this involves the, the clinical information that's been collected over an individual's um, lifetime and their experience of mental health. Awesome. Can you just remind me how we're rolling it out, Holly? Which NHS trusts have we got on board at the moment? Yeah, sure. So um, currently we've got it open through South West End and St George's, uh, Kenton Medway, Cumbria, Northumberland, and Ware, uh, Cardiff and Vale, our local health board, Southern Health, and also definitely <laughs> one more. That's a lot though to start with, isn't it? Oh, it's That's a lot to one. start with. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I've forgotten that one. <laughs> it always happens though, isn't it? There's always oh, one. Oh, Rotherham, Doncaster and Southumber. Perfect. But the, the aim is to branch out as across England as much as possible. And so we're having yeah, I mean, another thing that I'm trying to do as well, which I'm sure the other members, so I've got contacts through places like Mind, I meet different health authorities and things and different jobs that are done within the NHS, so I'm just spreading the word, mm-hmm. um, you know, and people are really interested in it, actually. So the groups that I run for, for Mind, our service users, obviously have all been impacted by, by different mental health issues, and mm-hmm. they're fascinated, absolutely fascinated, so... When this gets published, I can I can uh, give them a link to it, and then you never know who they know through their own network. So, the wider we can spread the word, the better. Very much earning your research champion uh, title. He's <laughs> 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 still just proud. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, it, it's funny you say that. But I genuinely do want to to help this because if I can help people. Uh, in the future, if I'd had this help when I was 18, for example, mm. that you guys are going to discover, I would have had a different life. Yeah. And my life has been literally like a roller coaster because of my condition. I don't regret any of it because it's made me who I am today, but it would I would have had a very different life if I'd met Holly 40 years ago. Mm. I was just going to say, to sign off, is there something you kind of put you on the spot, I'm aware, but is there anything you kind of want to sign off with in terms of kind of like awareness or anything you'd want somebody to know about taking part i would just encourage anybody out there who who is affected by one of the conditions that we're looking at to to volunteer show an interest in in what they look at look at the uh you know the documentation etc research what what you guys do at at the national center for mental health um yeah and just let's share experiences that's the key message i'd like to give across because let's help everybody let's help future generations Perfect. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Holly, for your time. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Kat.